You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a discussion panel that was recorded at Ice and FireCon 2022. So this is the uh, Nailed It or Failed It panel. I've actually done this panel a couple times at DragonCon. Um, and of course, it has been on the Ice and Fire Con schedule since uh, 2020. But the point of this panel is to discuss uh, character arcs mainly. Uh, we will probably touch on some more generic things, but character arcs mainly uh, and whether or not Game of Thrones, the show, nailed it or failed it when uh, they wrote these stories. So we have a list of characters that were voted on by uh, patrons, and then we also had done a little bit of talking amongst ourselves via email. And I guess, do we want to just like jump right in with the main list? Because we've got about 50 minutes to cover a lot of things. So the first character, let's just get this one out of the way, Daenerys. And to be honest, I think, you know, we all are coming into this with our own opinions on the matter. But audience members, if you have a thought, a question, whatever, you know, please just like raise your hand and I'll point at you. This is definitely a discussion amongst all of us, not just us up here. So Daenerys, I guess, you know, let's start start with Jen and kind of work our way down and, and... our thoughts, our thoughts on how Game of Thrones did with this character. Iconic character, really. Um, yeah, I, actually I can't give it a total fail because they got some of the broad strokes right, but they kind of hand waved. So, I mean, in the sense of, um, you know, did they show the fine, you know, finely crafted character arc that we are seeing, expect to see in the books? No, that's a fail. They, they just kind of shortcut it way too much. <laughs> We're probably gonna say this a lot, as we have these conversations, but the last couple seasons, it's really hard to, I feel like, tie a nice ribbon around any of the characters, especially somebody like Daenerys. And so I feel like near the latter half, I would put a fail mm-hmm. um, with a strong start, I would mm. say. And then kind of petering off in the end, you know, we'll see how it plays out in the books, but <laughs> we expect that. Yeah. <laughs> I think they nailed it. But I kind of agree, you have to think, and probably also, like a lot of the characters we discussed, but probably more Danny than the others. I th- like season one, like if we were just talking about season one, mm. we, I think we'd say nailed it, right? Season two, probably three, four, five, maybe start to get shaky around five, and at eight, we're like, no way. But so, like, what percent do they have to be nailing it to overall get it nailed it? And how bad do they have to fail it to defunct all the rest of it. We should have decided this before the panel. We need, like, a, a quotient. <laughs> yeah. I had so many ideas for this that just didn't, didn't come to fruition, yeah. so it's... <laughs> researching if, uh, for future ones. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder, though, like, how different our perspective... Like, if we flash forward, I don't know, how many years it takes to, for George to finish, and she does burn down King's Landing or whatever how different we will think about it then or when we're more removed from the expectations we have or like it might seem a lot worse if George goes a different direction but we might be like I guess I see what they were doing there if if it pans out closer um uh, yeah I mean she's probably the one of the more divisive ones and more more the tougher to to call but but I but I do want to make the point I think for the first few seasons for almost all the characters even Danny I think we would say they were nailing it you just made me think about what she, what state of mind she might be in in the books versus what we saw in the show. If she were to do that in King's Landing, and it reminds me of like when she's in the the uh, the pit at the end of uh, Dance, and there's a lot of violence going on in there that she's in support of, and people are dying, and it's just like it ain't no thing because there's so much chaos and fervor, and she's also in danger. Like if if it's the, if her approach to King's Landing is depicted in any way similar to that, I think that that might be part of the flavor that we're like hoping to get from a book version of this where it's not just like a sort of commercialized setup and she executes something that we expect her to but more like she's in it and we actually like kind of feel like this violence and stuff is justified because we're on her side that's kind of like the essence of what we're talking about right now because it's difficult for a show like we're excited right now about house of the dragon depicting what we know that led up to the dance of dragons and the dance of the dragons 
and it's exciting to think about like all of the angles and the actual like conversations i mean literal camera angles that they're going to need to <laughs> decide on and the conversations that they're going to need to write and decide on to depict it so it's like an opposite thing like we have like a non really fleshed out book we have like a, basically a story version of what happens mm. and we're waiting for the show to flesh that out whereas the stuff that has been fleshed out in the show is actually like being defleshified by how deep George went into it yeah so like uh, as far as like nail it or fail it uh, on Daenerys outside of that stuff I think that Amelia Clark was like a really good casting choice mm -hmm. and uh, she's grown on me like the more I've gotten older and have like realized like more about the world and like so I'm glad that I wasn't in charge of picking it when I was 20 when this all started <laughs> uh, and also I think that part of the reason it fell apart in the end for her uh, outside of the writing is I think her costumes were fucking terrible <laughs> so that's I just, I, especially, especially. Some people might disagree with you. Her wigs, though. The wigs were bad, and like yeah. the the candy cane, like striped northern fur, just like really threw me out of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just it really needs to feel natural to me, and like Danny in like a rucksack Can was way get, cooler. Is it Michelle Clapton? Can we get her on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's hard to put it on one person. Like I don't want to put it on her. Like I feel like she had a lot of pressure to do certain things and like keep up in the ante, but it just. Those little things like really threw me out of like believing what they were saying when you're wearing like perfectly clean and coiffed and like ironed up little things like Jesus guys. <laughs> Fight on dragons. That they want to like present her as you're right. the queen. You're right. Uh, but I also agree with you that yeah. it's like it's hard to stay clean and trim all the time. You're and the that dragon. kind of yeah. That was another little thing too that bothered me. It, it's like a, a minor little thing. I can't quite remember when it, what what episode it was, but it was when Danny was teaching John how to ride a dragon. Mm -hmm. you remember that? She had this real smug attitude toward yep. him. Yeah. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I didn't feel like that was Danny, you know? Yeah. I think that... <laughs> and that was well, before season eight, for sure, right? Am I remembering wrong? Maybe it was season no, eight. No, it was season eight. Was it season eight? Yeah, fine. I think that the, the wig comment's funny, because we could just do an entire panel on the, right. <laughs> the wigs in that show. It wasn't as bad as... Uh, uh, Rhaegar's wig, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> wasn't there a panel about Rhaegar's yeah, wig a few was, years ago? Yeah. <laughs> um, so for for me, it's like I totally agree. They did such a good job with Dan Danny's character in the early seasons, but I I'm on the end where I think they mucked it up so bad at the end that it just ruined what they did do well in the beginning. Like even I actually had just finished rewatching the first five seasons of the show, and it. It, was, it had been a long, long time since I'd seen those earlier seasons, and I was just, I almost, I found myself just, ugh, about her, oh, like, no. the entire time Damn. because of how bad Damn. the show ended, like, for her they character. They owe you money. They owe you, like, a <laughs> stimulus check for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. Like, remember how good it was when we didn't have, like, we didn't see look through, like, their choices by seeing them do it badly at the end? Yeah. yeah. That was so but nice. But I think Daenerys is probably the worst of them, I would say. And I think, like, to Sean's point, or to your point, I can't remember who said it. Zach. You said it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> podcast, you don't remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> that guy over there, sometimes I, I podcast with him. Saying this, whatever. Anyway. <gasps> the, idea, the idea that, like, um, you know, however George R. R. Martin writes it, will, like, that might change our opinion on how we feel about it. Like, when we rewatch later, coming back to it. But I would think that she, yeah, like, more so than pretty much any other character, had such, like, a heavy pendulum swing as a watcher. Big time. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, well, just to start with, I fundamentally view Katie McGowan's character as honestly like different characters in the ones in the Song of Ice and Fire. I feel like all of them are so different and so distorted. But with Daenerys, I actually I feel like, for me personally, and I'm not even like a huge Daenerys fan of the books, but I feel like even from the get-go, they so fundamentally misunderstood who she is. And even from the get-go, I found her, like, before I read the books, I skipped her book chapters because I thought, when I read them, because her face in the show, I was so irritated by her, even early on. <laughs> She, she's constantly saying, I'm going to take the throne because it's my right, almost in like a Stannis way, whereas in the books, and like her fundamental core in the books is wanting a sense of home. On the show, I feel like her fundamental core and motivation is wanting to have power and regain the throne for her family. So I feel like actually from the get-go, even in season one, that's a sign of her they choose to show, maybe because they were trying to angle more of what she would become. But for me, I just, I just wanted to share that because I, I definitely, even though she is more like in the beginning, I find I found myself really being like unable to stand her for the, even though she, I from the beginning mostly. 
Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, what we're gonna do one more Daenerys thing, and then we're gonna move on to the next one. Yes. Supposedly. Allegedly. <laughs> after that, they told her to be more lengthy and more lifeless. And actually, she was criticized as an actress for, for that at the time. And when you think back at it, she was doing what she was told, right? So she was actually doing it right, but at least for, for what they wanted, right? Mm. And obviously, in the end, it, it still fell flat. So they didn't tell her the right things, I don't think. I don't think they were directing that the way it needed to be. It was really well done. Okay. Uh, so real quick before I move on to the next character, we're going to take a vote. Uh, who thinks they nailed it with Daenerys? Literally no one. <laughs> Failed it? Uh, yeah. I, I, you, you can like, you can like meh if you're kind of in between, I guess. I'm not voting for nailed it, but I'm not nailing voting for failed it either. Okay. Okay. That's So yeah. <laughs> there, there, there is one thing that's second on the list, but we're going to, I'm going to move that down just a little bit because something I think that Sean said made me want to move on to Jamie Lannister. Now my point being because you mentioned how good or some someone down there mentioned how we were talking about the earlier seasons and how good the character development was in the earlier seasons but I disagree I think kind of like Jamie was maybe good in the first season but in as soon as he was like the captive of Catelyn and everybody when he murdered his cousin um just straight up murdered his cousin that they like completely lost me and there was an interview with um either Benioff or Weiss I can't remember which where they said like he's he's just a killer he has no heart like they basically they completely misunderstood Jamie as a character it was very clear and so from like from that point I was like they could do good things with him probably right and they did here and there We'll get. The, we can talk about the end of his character arc, you know, in a second. But that from that moment, I was like, no, this is not my Jamie. That you know? moment bothered me extra. I should clarify, by the way. I started off watching the show, right. and then ended up reading the books later. So as I was watching it, I didn't have certain expectations, mm. right? And so certain things that some of you may have seen and been like, that's not what happened in the books. Whereas I didn't have a problem because I don't know what happened in the books. But sometimes I would still have a problem. Whatever happened in the books, that scene to me didn't make sense because he didn't need to kill him. Mm-hmm. It was just like a distraction for the guard. Well, he could have just said like, hey, help. <laughs> like he didn't have yeah. to do anything to that guy. He just had to get the guard to come over. But to brutally murder him to get the guard to come over, it just didn't make sense plot wise. Never mind Jamie's character. So yeah. I Truth. overall feel like that is a... What's the word I'm looking for? An exception. You know what I mean? I don't think they were typically screwing Jamie up. I think that scene was super bad. Mm-hmm. But most of the scenes were pretty good. I personally don't think it's enough to tip to, to fail it. But I'm also not so sure they nailed it either. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so other uh, panelists' thoughts on, on Jamie? Uh, Jamie? Well, <clears throat> I guess I, I take your point about the beginning, too. And I think they did some really good things in the middle. And then the end is no. <laughs> so I mean, overall, yeah. I think they failed Jamie a lot. I mean, had some good moments, but and and those good moments, to be fair, I think would be attributable to Nikolai. So yeah, because he was he was well cast. He was such a good actor. You know, really made us love the character. But ah, the ending. Yes. So wrong. So wrong. Yeah, yeah. What? Okay, so what about the ending? Did you? Because like personally, I was like, I get the whole idea of him and Cersei going out of the world together, but yeah. the way it, it was, yeah, it's like, kind of the same with Daenerys. The way it all happened was just yeah, nonsensical. Exactly. And then that may be the way, like they, maybe they are going to die together, and that's just certainly set up for that in books. But I, I don't. First of all, death by ceiling is just yeah, probably not the way it's going to go, and I don't think it's going to go with him. I don't think he's going to be on any kind of terms or conciliatory terms with Cersei at that point. I think he's also wasn't it the the death by ceiling wasn't weren't the rocks like very small like when Tyrion went to find them they're just kind of buried under like pebbles. They're right there, like under <laughs> nothing. The whole situation was Yeah, really kind of undoes his whole like the whole point of his arc yeah just kind of got undone yep. moving away from Cersei yeah and it becoming his own person and 
whatever his relationship with Brienne, which I never expected it to be like a happy ending for them, but still, the whole point of him was that he went away from Cersei and then just to go back to her at the end. Just, so immediately, like, too. So, like, but said, nothing. No, yeah. no, there's no impetus to, I don't know, just too <laughs> jarring. That's yeah. one thing I try to do sometimes in TV is to understand that they, they need to get to a certain point. And sometimes they don't have the budget or the time yeah. to go through it all. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one scene, one line of dialogue, they could do it. And, and sometimes I understand it, I can forget that, but this is too big, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's, there's too much put into this already. They've got too many people depending on it. That it's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir, but it should have just been exactly whole right. 10 episodes and seven, mm -hmm. more eight seasons yeah. and one more season after. And then, you know, maybe we could have swallowed a lot of the stuff that went poorly yeah. a little totally. bit better. Yeah. But. Yeah. Jamie wouldn't have written right from being post Brienne to like, all right, yeah. now that I've had that experience, now I'm going to go die for Cersei. Like, yeah. Right immediately after. It's a long horse ride. Who needs to see what else happens? Is it though? We're not really sure how big Westeros is anymore. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. He got there in, de in a day. Yeah. <laughs> he took the bus down. <laughs> <laughs> he borrowed Baelish's uh, TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Like it fails, yeah. Too, like, just as a, hey, we gotta get Jamie here, so like, screw her whole development as well. Let's yeah. keep her crying, like, outside in the yard. Right. Yeah. That probably makes sense to me. Yeah. Yes. I think that, like, with the way how they did it, uh, I think it's a lot more believable in the books for, and I do believe that Jamie is gonna go back to Cersei. Okay. Uh, but with. We're in the middle of the series and the ending of Feast for Crows, so it makes sense that he has divergent there and he has time so as he can eventually go back and they can both die or whatever they're gonna do. Uh, but like, yeah, they rushed it so bad that they just put all of that in the last season. <laughs> I think that there's one line where if you took Jamie out of context with this line, I think it sounds a lot like Pope Jamie, where he says, Cersei is hateful and so am I. That is a very, like, season one Jamie and book Jamie line. Yeah. When you think about Nikolai's face when he's playing Jamie in season one and he's, like, talking to Ned at King's Landing and just sort of, like, brooding around, it's like, oh, this is going to go somewhere. And I think that's part of the reason why we really like it. Like, oh, this is going to go somewhere. It's a really good actor. Clearly he, like, emotionally understands and is grounding himself within the person that he's playing. And then he's forced to do those lines that are in season eight and just to close it up like that. And it's just, it kind of, like cheapens the whole thing like you said like it cheapens the Brienne situation as well like even when she's writing his name in the book and stuff it's like but why like he wasn't even a full person by the end of it yeah but the Brienne and Jamie scene in what episode two 97 of, Kingdoms yeah, yeah that was my favorite scene of all of season 8 and so it's like I kind of give a little right. shout out to like their moment when she gets knighted you know right. yeah. Oh, oh yeah yeah so it's like that yeah. almost fixes some of the <laughs> at least for Brienne yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well okay so vote Jamie nailed it yeah no I, 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 yeah, yeah. I thought he was so good that he nailed it okay yeah. remember yeah. him and Brienne like, yeah. going down the river like, yeah. I think if you just that first the bath. episode yeah. is enough like they really nailed it like yeah. maybe you forget later right. on but if you just go watch some of those first well if you take first season, season out of the question then it's, yeah. I would say yeah, I mean personally, I'm 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 on the failed end. I get it. You because, just watched it too. You're yeah. Oh, and and also again because like it, they jump around so much with this character, right? Like he's so he's so dumb. Like, he's so good in season one, then he's so dumb about killing his cousin in season two, and then he they they start build like start actually putting him through a character arc, and then they just take it all away. Sprinting at Joffrey at the wedding. <laughs> That's that gif of him. No, oh my, God. my son. <laughs> Okay, uh, so because we've been talking about Brienne, let's touch on her real quick because she's a she's a very different one. Where um, if we ignore the crying when Jamie leaves, right? Uh, let's pretend that never happened. Okay, Stri strike it from the record. <laughs> um, I didn't like the way they started with her character because you know in the books she's innocent she's never killed a person she's and she when she does first kill people um at the uh oh my gosh crack claw point yeah. right crack claw point i was like there's a there's a there's a castle tower thing there that's named too i don't remember right now but when she does kill people she feels you know so awful about it and she remembers her um 
her swordmaster telling her, you know, if, if, you, if this ever actually happens, it's, it's not going to be as easy as, you know, fighting with wooden swords in the yard. So in the show, she just like, they introduce her and very soon after that, she's, you know, just like murdering people along the road. So I did not like that, but it was like, that one bit after they kind of got that out of the way, I thought they did a really, really good job with her for the rest of the series. So uh, we'll go down this way. Zach, what do you think? Well, uh, I really love what you just brought up because um, uh, that, that's, a, that's a fun thing to notice. I liked it that she killed people. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, like, she, we like her, and she's like – she's ruthless like she's she's this dangerous it's like i know a lot of the point is that she can do that but i thought it was a cool like sense of danger for the show at least to show that she was like willing to just stab people through the back or the heart with a sword like damn (laughs) but yeah it is not really doing her character justice really it's just more entertaining um i agree i really like brianne i think that uh obviously her story is a lot more like uh rustic i guess in a song of ice and fire a lot more like plotting around like when you think about uh you think about Podrick and his little palfrey and shit. It's like it's 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 not as uh, it's not as shiny. There's not as many like beautiful trails that they're riding on. Uh, it's less like command. I feel like she has less command around Podrick in certain situations in the book because it's just so much like uh, potential danger. And you think about what happens with her and and Rorge and Biter and the fact that like she almost dies in a, like a way more like uh, metaphysical way in a sense like. They didn't really capture that, I thought, in the show that well. Um, and I understand why that they didn't do it, because it's like, that was part of what made Feast for Crows good, but they're making like a whole TV series. But as far as like the casting and the way that they made her feel dangerous and shit, I feel like they really nailed it. Um, yeah, I, I think they nailed it basically, yeah. I don't have a lot to elaborate on. <laughs> Sorry. Keep drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I would probably have nailed, nailed it too. And then there, there's so many scenes that I would say that show Brienne made me love book Brienne more too, in some strange way. Um, I just think that she like brought the character to life so well. And then I also think about like that scene with Jamie and Night of the Seven Kingdoms, and then that scene that she has with Sansa um, outside of Winterfell, right? It's important. Those are like some major high points for me in watching the TV series, and so that kind of adds to like my love for her as a character on screen. So I would say nailed it. I, overall, I would say nailed it. Um, I do. I do have a big problem that it basically took her entire feast arc out. I mean, the fact that they didn't include Nimble Dick Crab, like what kind of. Uh, but, you know, also, I mean, they didn't include Stoneheart, so they couldn't do all the other yeah. stuff around her properly. Um, so that's very disappointing, but they somehow managed to, I think, for the most part, stay true to the character if we're striking a certain scene from the record. So. Yeah, let's just pretend she never cried over Jamie. I think that... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get a thought out. I think sometimes they fail the plot but nail the character. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. I think Brienne yes. is a, a, a good, good example. Yes. Of that. Yeah. 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 Right. That's yeah. A good point. Yes. My issue with Brienne's characterization and Dice are more of the ones that have an Arya's, which is that I think, well, as I said earlier, I think like it's created very different characters from the book characters, and those two, they erase their empathy. Like what you brought up about how one of her earliest scenes is that just lets us see what a badass she is. And I think they really just wanted Brienne to be just like just a badass and to show with both Brienne and Arya that like girls who play with swords are cool. And girls who play who don't play with swords and, are, and aren't cool, and like kind of reinforcing some a lot of misogyny truly in their depictions of women characters on the show. And like in order for a woman to be powerful and exude power, like how they did Cersei, she needs to then erase traits of masculinity. She has to dress like Tywin. And so I think with Brienne, it has the opposite experience to you, where I think reading the books still made me love her. Like reading about how vulnerable she is, and with her and Arya in particular, their empathy especially towards other women, whereas Arya on the show literally says, most women are stupid, and Brienne tries to distance herself from other women. Because they did do that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. didn't see at all. We only saw her interacting with Jamie and that and Sandor, but that was just a And Podrick. 
There was some great, uh, having, again, having just rewatched the first five seasons, there's some great Brandon Pod stuff. <laughs> Mm. And they, they cut him out as well as they did. And it really, I think, hurt the, us seeing her actually grow as a character. All right. Uh, yes. Sounds like we're 50-50. It sounds like there's a lot of support. And then there's also really good points as to why they failed it. <laughs> no, not if we get rid of that one scene. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Um, Brienne nailed it. I mean, I think they did. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty big consensus, I think. Failed it. Is there anybody? Oh, you got a couple of them. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Dissension in the ranks. <laughs> um, okay. I want to do one more character uh, that probably, at least, at least in my experience, having done, you know, having had this discussion um, twice in the past, that was probably nailed it. And also, I feel like we already talked about Daenerys, so we might as well talk about John. <laughs> But sh but briefly, because he's boring. <laughs> but they did, I, I do think they did a good job with his boringness. So um, what about you guys? Thoughts on John? Um, so I think they did pretty well with John, the character. But John, the story arc, they really, really dropped the ball on making the whole RLJ thing matter. Mm. Like they set, they set it up, they showed it, they're like, oh, this is a thing. And then it was like, yeah, okay, we'll just move on from that. Like there's absolutely no reason why that mattered. Nothing is ever made overt as far as why they even bothered other than the fact that that was the detail that got them the show in the first place. So they had to include it, yeah. but they didn't, it's almost like they didn't know what to do with it. Um, so, character good, story arc, yeah. <laughs> I would also agree with like, um, with the Night King and the White Walkers and all that ending so abruptly for John too, mm. as somebody who's so much of his story was like trying to bring everybody to this understanding of what was happening, and then it all just kind of ended so quickly and he had to like shift. I don't know, I think that also didn't help with his yeah. kind of character arc. I think that, um, like we've been saying, I mean, it's, it's really hard to have this discussion for so many of these characters with like yeah. season seven and eight, no, because right. we just like, I feel like everything was just cut so short. Um, but I would say in terms of vibes, that they like hit the nail on the head with like mm -hmm. his emo brooding, yeah, like boringness. And, his, and his ending, because um, I do think that he's going to end up beyond the wall with Val. Yeah. Know, I was supposed to be in a Val cosplay today. Oh, I'm sorry. Work <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, so I think they're, they were right about so much, but there's just some weird, you know. It's the thing I say a lot, they just kind of hand wave a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Important yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of the general like consensus on the show, right? Like yeah. they they were ready to be done with it. Yeah. They yeah. had so other like things that they. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least they finished it. <laughs> <laughs> what if season eight still hasn't come dun, out? Dun, dun. <laughs> come back to Ice and FireCon 2033 when we might finally actually be able to compare the show to the end of the books. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I don't know what else they could have really done because I don't know how the ending really goes. So that's really my main complaint. It's just like, for example, you know, Daenerys like really got steamy eyed pretty quickly. It really seemed like there was a lot of context there for it to be so, so uh, like you know, above everything else. You know? Look, they could have even just made it like that. His dragon blood is what made him and Daenerys right. like right. like there was some magical attraction or something. Uh -huh. They didn't even do that. At the very, I guess at least they had like the dragons like him, like on the I cliff guess, side. Right, that was yeah. pretty cool, yeah. you know, but not enough. I mean, it's, I think it's really like in terms of them ending like t up together, um, it's two pretty people who haven't uh, gotten any in a while, right? <laughs> like they, they don't, neither one of them has many options. And then it's like, whoa, you're hot, you're hot too. Cool, let's bang. <laughs> yes. What political mess ups? Yeah. I think 
think they nailed the character of John. That's my I, I do, yeah. Like, yeah. it's definitely it's things they could have should have done. We don't know how the ending should have gone. It's definitely a big miss with making her plus L equal J matter. But the, the, the role of John, the performance of Kit Harrington, mm-hmm. the, I don't know, the whatever elements you want to put into a character, I don't know how they could have nailed it any yeah. better other than knowing how it ends properly, you know. But. The script that comes right down. Yeah. <laughs> also, Rob's supposed to be a little bit more handsome than him, and that was right in the show too. So, <laughs> a good job. Yeah, yeah. Kit yeah. was very good yep. at brooding. Yeah. John does a lot of that. Uh, yes. So um, I'm actually with you. I do think that their absence of doing most of his dance art did do a lot in failing his adaptation. I think that they ought to have incriminated at least a few of those elements. Maybe, and if you all know me on Twitter, they should have added in letters. <laughs> and mostly because they needed that connection between the Greek folk and the Night's Watch. And they barely did that. They did it with, like, Torment is John's friend. Whereas mm-hmm. Leathers is directly instigated into the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. And he sort of pushes them to be more about fighting others than the Greek folk and each other. So I do think that not having most dance, especially leathers, really, did a lot to negate John's art and character, in my opinion. All right. Uh, so quick vote here. Nailed it? I think they did. Failed it? Same dissenters. <laughs> I have my eye on you. Okay. This next one is is a pet of, I think, several of us on the panel. <laughs> Instead of a single character, we're going to talk about the failed entire part of Westeros called Dorne. And I literally led with they failed it because let's be real, we all know they did. And this is like, we can, we can talk about separate characters too. Um, because obviously it, it, it's a really, it's kind of the characters that they wrote, the story that they wrote for Dorne and the, you know, the way they use the characters to propagate it, um, that led to all of Dorne being a fail. So, uh, Jen, we'll start, go yeah. this way this time. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, Dorne was a f- an obvious fail. Like, the, the, the scenes in Dorne were just, <laughs> it was bad from start to finish. Laughably, yeah. Um, you know, Jamie going to Dorn and just that, that whole thing. Why, why were we even watching that? He was wearing a robe. He totally wasn't Jamie Lannister. <laughs> Total disbelief about that. Uh, I will say that they got Oberyn very right. Yeah. Um, so cheers for Pedro Pascal because uh, he was probably one of the yes. <laughs> one of the best parts of the whole show. Um, yeah. You know. They, they got his death scene and everything. They nailed that. But the, every other part, anything touching on Dorne was just... Well, and the crazy thing is, like, they had Ilaria right at first. Right, she was yeah. good. And the then it, was, it wasn't even... It was like an about face. A, a, I don't know, a train crashing into a brick wall. I'm not Dutch sure what was going on there. <laughs> it's not, not even close. Uh, Hannah, any... Um, I mean, I don't really love Dorne in the books at all, like, in the first How place. How dare! <laughs> I feel like, um, there's even more of a disservice done on the show. All I can think about is, like, the set pieces, too. It just looks like a weird sound stage, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we have so many beautiful set pieces, and then we get to Dorne, and it, like, looks like they were on a stage where someone, like, put some plants around, you know? <laughs> so I just feel like that, kind of like Zach, you were talking about being taken out of it by Daenerys' costuming. I feel like just like this the scenery and the staging in Dorne is just silly. And so on top of like for somebody like me who already finds most of the plot to be like fairly boring, then you like put just like bad characterization, bad set pieces, like the as you've been talking about, like the hand waving kind of like yeah. one and done um way of handling the storyline. It just feel like it's that just is it's almost like they could have had Oberyn and not included anything else from Dorne at all. It would have made, yeah, like, made yeah. Dorne like it, have this mis- cooler, mysterious vibe. Yeah, right? for sure. And it wouldn't have affected the ending at all because yeah. because Dorne they, they like they dropped it after that season, and then when they came back at the end, there was this new Prince of Dorne that yeah. nobody know where he came, yeah. right. where he came from. Right. Who was he? 
Oh my god, I forgot about that. Just like D&D kind of forget about things. I forgot about the Prince of Dark. Who is he? Because they were all dead. All the Martells were dead. Yeah. I don't know where they found that kid. It does seem like in the big picture at some point they realize we either aren't or can't get this Dorn stuff in. Yeah, yeah. And so we're just not going to just, just kill Duran and forget maybe about maybe it. They won't maybe they had to address it because they started, but and maybe they only started because they felt like they needed to touch on it and didn't plan on going deep. I don't know, but I knew right off the bat, again, I hadn't even read the books at this point, but when they first introduced the Sand Snakes, if you remember that scene, they've got that, ch- oh, that yes. ship captain yeah. Yeah. buried up to his yeah. neck, yeah. and the sisters are there, and they're like, She's, I forget which one it was now, but she's like telling this story about, you know, my dad, da da da. And I'm like, has she, do her sisters not know this story? Like, why is she telling this story? They all, and I'm like, well, maybe it's for the sake of this ship captain. Maybe they want him to go back and recount. But, but then worried. they like kill him. Yeah. I'm like, well, what's the point of any of that? Exposition. They, they ride off into the desert and that t- they just leave that tent behind. Like, why were they yeah. there? Yeah. Where did Every angle of that, like, I was just scratching my head. It was like the first time in the show for me without book expectations. I was like, I didn't like that part. The that tenth, was no good. I don't want to know what they're doing the here. The tent is just the Westeros version of like the rest stop. It's the it's it's yeah. the rest stop yeah. on your way into Dorne. Welcome to and Dorne. The has never They've got brochures down. and maps. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Literally, that that was the same shit I said all those years ago. I'm like, what is going on here? She's like delivering this like sassy dialogue to who exactly? Yeah. And she's got the big reveal to her sisters. Like, of this guy that's here, she whips the barrel off his head. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty nuts. That was weird. I, I imagine if we would have gotten uh, Quentin though. I always want to call him poor Quentin just because. <laughs> imagine if we got PQ in GOT. Like that would have spiced up the Miranese story a little bit. Like you got someone trying to steal the dragons while they're also about to get invaded. That would have yeah. been so cool and fun and made Dorne a little bit better. Like just show uh, Red Viper and then just show him there doing I'll, doing that plot. I'll right. say this much. Like, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but oh, real yeah. quick, like if they had cut out some of those nonsense brothel scenes from the earlier seasons, maybe they would have had time for Ariane and they still would have had all sorts of nudity and sex. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but it would actually be plot driven, right. sort of. Right. Yeah. I could have a whole list of people that could cast for that role. Yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. Interrupt, interrupt me. Back on my minor character bullshit. So, like with Lauren Sand, the way that they failed her is also speaking to how they failed the really the message of the books. In that, what vengeance does is constantly like put you in a hole. And Alaria Sand in the books sees that, and she has the best speech this side of the broken man. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they removed that and made Olaria's hand go full vengeance is just horrible to me. Yeah. So cartoonish the way they that she just yeah like yeah. she's she's like it's like you said they they have uh, her when she's interacting with Pedro's character uh, he's just. Like, they're, like, human. It's, like, there's depth to their relationship, and you could tell... It's just, like, there's a different consciousness inside of that woman's body as she's playing Ilaria with that season versus when she comes back and is speaking later. It's, like, she's, way, she's like, 50% less lucid. Well, she cut her hair off, so... Maybe that's it. Empathy. All of all of her empathy was in her hair, Apparently, so... the curls. Like a, Simpson. Yeah, not strength, but empathy. Yeah, so Dorian, it was rough. I agree with you. I'm so glad you put it on the list because, like, there's all these characters, and then you were just like, no, Dorn in general. Yeah, all of Dorn. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, well, I mean, I, I, I do like. It's not something I really had thought about before, but I like what Hannah was saying too about the sets. You're right. Oh, like, yeah. I really hadn't thought about that, but now that I'm like, I'm literally thinking about the these scenes that I just recently watched and thinking, oh my god, it really does look like they're just. They're just like they're on a stage like this, right. and somebody threw some plants down. Right. Like, really? When Jamie's like sneaking around it. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> Classic, like yeah. What's yeah. really sad about that is that is actually a real place. Like, that's a really I forget what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's got a nice name. It was they had to become Game of Thrones to be able to shoot there. Basically, it's like a beloved place, and they let them hang Dornish the Martell banners in there, and to clear all the tourists out. The, the problem that I really found with that, and we've talked about it on Goo before, is just like the way they shot it. It was just really lazy. If you guys look at the blocking of that fight scene from one... Oh, the choreography in that fight scene Tyene is terrible. Tyene is literally at one point just wiggling her dagger around like this. It's like... <laughs> it's just, it's the yeah. best best shot that they the have. The image of action in the background yeah. without actually being choreographed action. Right? Yeah. Right. 
I think maybe when they're on those uh, actual sets, like inside of Titanic Studios, where there's only like a, a V shape of a wall, you have to you have to shoot it really artistically because if the camera angle's too wide, there's like people standing there eating popcorn. But like I think they were like really loose and free inside of that one particular sequence in uh, season five, episode four that we're making fun of. Uh, because the whole place was literally that beautiful of a place mm -hmm. and when you're in like a really fancy place sometimes it does look like they put the plants there but you gotta like get the camera in really tight and then like turn it to the side a little bit and play with the focus like you guys remember how instagram pics used to be artistic like, you basically <laughs> have to do that otherwise it looks like crap anyway mm -hmm. doran uh, yeah uh, well what about i guess what about doran because like it, 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 to me it almost felt like he didn't <gasps> He didn't exist. Yeah, like he yeah, did, yeah. but he didn't, and he didn't really need to, apparently. He's a work scout. That's yeah, why yeah. I needed him. Huge yeah. disappointment because I think we had so much anticipation for Alexander Siddick. Yeah. Like, just so good. And then it was like, oh, and he's gone. That, that was it. It's gone. Yeah. He, just, he never really had a chance to put a, put a mark on the story at all. Yeah, I think Navarro really would have killed him, right? Was like that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, there's nothing even wrong with your feet. I see nothing wrong with you. Right. <laughs> Why aren't you walking around? Yeah, you, you can totally walk around. He's, I think he's one of the most, to me at least, one of the most intriguing characters in the book. But to be fair, we don't really know that much about him. And it's hard to convey that intrigue onto a TV show. Not impossible, mm -hmm. but it would take more time and focus. But instead, they just wanted to have hot young girls that you can't even distinguish uh, she's the one with the whip and she's the one with the, you know like I, I didn't even know their names you know like I was right. like taking notes right. on this show I really cared and was really paying attention and they were just empty shells of characters to me and it's yeah anyway I'm just well one of them was the most beautiful girl in oh, yeah. Westeros I, I remember that scene very clearly actually yes yeah. yes that terrible terrible scene it with was Braun. terrible but it was fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> oh I think the only good thing. I forgotten that scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the only good thing about Dorn was Olena showing up. Honestly, that was at least funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, that happened. That did happen. Yeah, that was toward the end. Right? No, really, my favorite was the Prince of Dorn in, in the end of season eight. Oh God, <laughs> Whoever yeah. he is. Yeah. I want to know more about his backstory. <laughs> uh, audience, any thoughts on Dorn? No one's no. gonna talk about bad pussy. Oh, I mean, we can talk about that. I, I think I just did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to we say. Just acknowledge Fox, it. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, it happened. I mean, I, well, there was also the uh, the uh, the Asha, Yara, whatever, and uh, Ilaria stuff was uh, yeah. an interesting development. I I mean, honestly, uh, uh, whatever, Asha, you can do better, Asha, <laughs> than, 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 than show Ilaria, anyway. <laughs> uh, there was a hand. I saw him. Yes. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the yeah. world, honestly. Terrible decision. The fact they didn't have Gerald in that show makes me hate it. The yeah. whole show has failed. <laughs> He's so over the top. It, it's, it's it's almost surprising because of how over the top he is that they didn't include him. Can you imagine? You know? He like unsheathes the sword and like as he pulls it out, a beam of light falls all the way to the tip. Who are you? He's like, I am of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was the new Prince of Dorne. Right. Oh my God! That's better. It, all they would have had to do, literally, all they would have had to do, is give that guy a wig or right. dye his hair so that he was he had dark star hair. They would never have even had to say his name, right. and every single book reader would be like, "Oh shit, it's Dark Star." That's all crazy. Just a little nod. Yeah, just one little just one little nod for us book readers yeah. at the end at the at the end of it all. It wouldn't have been enough. We'd still be talking about how they failed it. <laughs> well, uh, Dorn anyway, for yeah. sure. Um, okay. So we have, hold on, we have a few more minutes left. First of all, let, I, I mean, really, is anybody actually going to nail it with Dorn, right? No, we're all failing Dorn, right? Like high, big high fives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> double, double, yeah, double. <laughs> so in the last like five minutes or so, we're going to do a little bit more like rapid fire. Uh, so no long discussions, but some of the characters that we have left on the list, Theon. I think they did a good job with Theon. I, I, Still, I'm not. I meant about Alfie Allen because I don't think he was attractive enough. But because like Theon in the book is supposed to be super attractive, but the, he he his acting was amazing, and and I think they wrote him really well. So any any quick thoughts on Theon? Agreements, no, I agree. disagreements. I agree. I it, yeah. 
also was not attracted to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I expected something a little bit more, I think. But he did, he did the I, acting. I agree, the acting, he was top, so good. at least top five, top three actors so in the good. show. And I, overall, if I have to vote nail or fail it, I think, I think they nailed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nailed it with Theon. Anyway. But they could have done more, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's all, well, they all, I think that's kind of the, the consensus on everything is they could have done more. We could, could have been so much more. There's nothing major. What about Stannis? I say nailed it. Hard controversial, nailed. but nailed it. Yeah, hard his character's nailed. controversial, yeah. mm-hmm. for sure, but I think his representation in the show, I think they nailed it. I think the only, the only thing I'm not sure about is the burning of Shireen. Mm-hmm. Do we think that's going to happen in the yeah. books? It's, I, it's like, I, I, I know everybody says that, and part of me is like, the, the, Stannis, the Stannis stan in me is like, but no, don't he, is, do he, was that. Gonna, he was perfectly ready to burn Edric Storm, and I think that's the, that's the setup for Shireen. The, the, yeah. They're showing us how Stannis is like, okay, if that's what it takes. I think it's more, I think it's more for me like that, they in the books he's very dismissive of Shireen, right? Like he doesn't. But in the show, they built their relationship a lot more, and they it actually seemed like he cared about her more yeah. than uh, Sleece did. So it was very. Well, she had her jar babies. So. Ooh, <laughs> I forgot about the jar babies. That was a trivia question one year. Was what would the name of the of her jar babies? <laughs> you gotta keep in mind that this is a this is a world where there is real fantasy elements there really is magic or god or lore or whatever and it's eve and for us in our world the idea that you would like burn a child like you're we're aghast at it but what if we really knew what if what if the clouds parted and god came out of the sky and told you if you burn this child you will save everyone in ukraine or whatever you know what i mean yeah might think about burning the hell. You know, like, I, I, <laughs> How I, dare. I wouldn't want to do it. I'm not sure if we should do it, but it's not like I, I, someone is doing it because they're just evil and heartless. So There's this real power that has a, is going to make a real difference. I, I understand it. I think, that, I, think that's the, I think that'll be the difference in the books is that George, that's the conversation or mm. the debate George wants us to have, whereas in the show, it's, it's not that deep. So, you know, when it comes to whatever happened in the books, it's going to be a lot more nuanced and a lot more conflict and, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. But take yeah. away from this combo that Sean would burn a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should that be stricken from the record? <laughs> if God's part of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so. I s- might, because I might be. <laughs> oh, no, now. Not n- my God. New <laughs> panel. <laughs> the discussion of <laughs> Okay, so Stannis uh, nailed it. Failed it for Stannis? Oh, I got quite a few. Same dissenters. <laughs> Again, I've got my eye on both of you. Okay, uh, Littlefinger nailed it or failed it. Uh, yeah. This is another perfect example of how I think they were pretty close to nailing it, at least in the beginning, and yeah. it just threw it away in the end. Why like did they change his... Why, how, why did he become Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Play with her ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I think for me it's just it, it will never cease to bug me how he was just going around telling everybody what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. Like yeah. even in the beginning, I do think he was like they were using him. What's the word? Exposition. Sex- yeah, sex position. And I kind of accept that as just a way that TV is written. I was I was okay with it, but yeah, yeah, failed it. If I had to vote, he's failed it. Yeah. All right, uh, Littlefinger nailed it. Yeah, failed it. I think that Aiden Gillian, Gillian could have done like so well, but the voice, yeah, the, the, voice, yeah. Thing, the voice thing, that was weird. And I feel like that was something that he was told to do. Yeah. He didn't do it at the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, he is an actor. I've seen him in many other things and, you know, he's perfectly capable of putting on different voices. Right. So I feel like that the, you know, the directors were like, hey, how about if you do this cool voice? No, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, code switching depending on who he's talking to. That does make sense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I guess I didn't see him talk to enough people, you know, yeah. to get a lot of variety. Well, he's always just talking to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so while we're on, or on the subject of, of plotters and, and secretive stuff, Varys nailed it or failed it? 
No mermaid tail, so failed it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I his, saw feet. his feet. I saw his feet. Yeah, feet. yeah, for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think with the material they were using, because they obviously cut out a big, huge part of his, yeah. of his story, I think they did pretty well in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Colin Phil was awesome. Like, yeah. 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 Varys nailed it, guys. I'm, 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 I'm more toward nailed it than I am toward failed it on this one. Failed it. Oh yeah, the ending did not nail it. Yeah, the I I think at this point it's like let's just forget the endings yeah. for all of these yeah. people, yeah. and then maybe 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 okay, we'll do a few more quick votes. <laughs> this one's funny. You're on great joy. Oh <laughs> this one's funny. This is a literal a literal joke. A literal joke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or I, whoever, whoever that, whoever that person was putting on the name of Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> yeah, the guy did look like Bam Margera. I feel like I feel like we all liked Euron for like the first three minutes, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there was like an like, expectations. And I feel very, like at the yeah. very beginning we were all like, hmm, interesting, but then it went down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can I just yeah. say I didn't uh, finish the show. I stopped after season five. I have not seen Euron, but the fact that you everybody laughs. <laughs> speaks volumes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like That's emo, pirate. Like off-brand pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Like he wanted to be Jack Sparrow for Halloween really bad, but he ordered his costume from Ally Express. Yeah. And it came with a stupid, it came with like stupid everything, yeah. including a character. The fact that the whole room laughed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not no. Scary. He was a Dawson's Creek character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally. There's a little bit of humor. Like, I, I give him credit for getting a couple of good laughs out of me. But true, true. He was not the character. I think they weren't right. the laughs that you're, you wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it got, it got laughs, but it was more just like, <laughs> okay, so nailed it with your on. <laughs> Yeah, no, failed it. Failed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, one more very quick one. Mm, I don't know. Who do you guys want to do last? Uh, Arya? Is Arya? Too long? Is Arya too long? I feel like Arya would take. Well, we could just do, like, real quick vote. Arya nailed it or failed it? Nailed it? I'm mostly mostly with yes on her. Failed? Sansa? Nailed it. Yeah. Well, if you didn't watch after season five, it's kind of, yeah, if you didn't watch after season five, you, yeah, failed it with Sansa. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm more toward nailed it with her, but I'm a little bit in the middle. Okay, what about Sandor? Sandor, nailed it, failed it, nailed it, I think nailed it, failed it. Tywin is one of my Tywin. Yeah, nailed it. You'll note that I left one very important character off this list because I did not want to talk about him anymore. Tyrion nailed it. Uh, Anybody uh, nailed it with Tyrion? I need the nose. I need the nose. But failed it. I'm. 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 I'm on the failed it version or failed it end of that just because he is not the morally gray character that we have yeah, in the books. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for this panel. Thank you for listening to the Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out other Geek Saga entertainment endeavors, including the Sagas and Sass webcast and podcast and Ice and Fire Con.